0: If you look at content that's been published in the last year or year and a half when these processes solidified, I think you can really see a jump in quality as a result of that review because people are not just kind of falling into a rut and doing what they've always done. There's a constant improvement based on people learning from each other and from the editorial team quite a lot. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world, and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode.
1: Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Sue Erkin, Documentation Lead at Unity Technologies. Welcome, Sue, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today?
0: I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Fantastic. So, so please help us understand uh, how did you initially got into documentation and also a little bit more about yourself, please. Of course. So
0: like a lot of the guests on this podcast, I started technical writing quite by accident. Uh, at the time, I had some experience writing and editing, but I was actually working in shipping. Um, I was coordinating boxes, moving from place to place. Uh, until one day, I wasn't. And I applied for you know a number of jobs, a number of different roles. And one of them was at a software company um, that created laboratory um, management systems. And they were willing to give me uh, a start in the industry um, and took me on. And I spent a few years there and I actually transitioned to software testing for a bit. Uh, and then for a few years, I worked in... Uh, startups. And there I did both the software testing and the technical writing. So I kind of made a place for myself in startups that were really too small to justify hiring either one of those roles full-time. So they hired me to do both. Um, And about seven and a half years ago, I started working at ARM, the chip designer as a team lead in documentation. And about. Six months ago, I transitioned to Unity as the foundation team lead. Um, The foundation team is nine people out of a documentation organization of about 70. And we focus on documentation for the Unity um, editor and APIs. Unity is a 3D engine, um, most famously used to create video games, but it's also got users in industry. Uh, mm-hmm. like modeling for um, buildings or automobiles.
1: Great. Great to hear your uh, introduction, Sue. And um, I also would like to stress that you have more than 14 years of experience in the tech industry, correct? I don't like to count it, but yes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. All I wanted to know is how has it changed from when you first began working in this field?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um I think when I started, um, that company specifically was producing PDFs for documentation. And my subjective experience, the biggest difference was when I started working for companies where the documentation was online and we went into eventually you know, continuous integration and multiple releases and updates a day. Uh, for me, that was the biggest mind shift because you're going from releasing every four or six months in a static format where you cannot fix anything into this very kind of fluid and um, and rapid way of working where every time something needs changing, that's it, it's changed, and your users benefit immediately. Um, I, For me, that was the, the biggest kind of how to think about documentation very differently suddenly.
1: mm mm-hmm. Great, great. And also your bachelor's in humanities. Um, So how has the experience and knowledge you gained from that degree helped you with the current role in documentation or being in this tech industry, Sue? Uh,
0: So there's two elements there. Um, One is that I'm, I'm fairly certain that the reason I got a degree in humanities was that the university just went, can you just take this and leave now? Because I had actually set a course in pretty much every subject they offered. I did biology, mathematics, computing, law, literature, history, geography. I did a bit of everything. The one class I never took was writing, actually. <laughs> right, um, okay. And I think there's something about, about it that does really help me because you learn very different ways of interacting with information and thinking about things. Like, math mathematics classes are very different to history. The kind of, the way that you think through a question is considerably more accurate or, and prescribed in mathematics, whereas you go into the humanities, a, a lot of it is a, a lot more open-ended, and you have to kind of help make sense of it yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think learning to create that those different kind of narratives for different kinds of subjects was maybe my first introduction to the idea of writing differently to different audiences.
1: Great, great. Uh, it's it's amazing to know that uh, you, though you didn't take a subject related to IT, your experience speaks a lot. So, well done to that Sue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, just coming back to Unity Technologies, uh, you are a lead, uh, sorry, documentation lead at Unity Technologies uh, so as someone who is in a leadership position, what is the key to a great documentation team?
0: That's another good question. I think for a team to be functional, it comes down to the personal relationships, the way people can work together. Um, but I think specifically for documentation, um, I like people who have complementary Abilities. So obviously, everyone needs to be able to write and to explain technical subjects. That is the job. But I like that on my team, I have one person who's very good at thinking through processes and and communication and reporting. I have one person who's very good at leading meetings and they lead most of the team meetings because they just have this way of bringing people out and getting them to engage. Um, I have one person who's been at Unity for 10 years, and there's nothing you can ask them that they don't know. Um, And it's always great on a team to have someone who's just such a repository of of company info. Um, So for me, once you cover the basis of everyone on this team can write, you want a lot of different things. You don't want copies of the same person.
1: Mm -hmm. Great. And... um Again, a little bit elaboration on your documentation process at uh, Unity Technologies, please. And uh, one thing I also wanted to know is how big is your documentation team? Uh, do you have a lot of uh, roles and segregations within the team?
0: So the my team specifically, I have eight people reporting to me. The organization is about 70 people and it includes a quality team that focuses on our style guide and our standards and you know, reviews our documentation and does audits and helps us improve. We have an innovation team and a tools team that, together and with the quality team, we really try to keep the organization constantly moving forward so that in 2032, we're not still doing things the way we're doing them in 2022. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Great. Uh, so, a little bit more on the documentation process, if you can comment uh, anything more.
0: Yeah, so the process changes a little bit depending on what uh, the engineering team you support does. Um, And also a little bit based on um, whether or not there's a a writer who specializes in the field or for some teams that don't produce a lot of user-facing content, they don't really have their own writer supporting them. And so they rely a lot more on the engineer's developing a first draft and mm-hmm. then we help them perfect it. And so the, the process really kind of shifts and depends on where you are at that point. Um, we always try to work very closely with the engineers throughout the life of a draft or any change. Uh, but we also have something at Unity, which I really love, which is uh, a three-tier review process. So, we do technical review with the engineer, which is very common in the industry. And I hope mandatory, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We have peer review, which is internally in the docs org. Um, you have another writer look at the structure and the flow and narrative. Have you actually helped the user do what they're trying to do? Did you meet where they are in their knowledge at the start? Uh, very kind of technical writing questions. And then we have the editorial, which is um, a lot more about how you write. So your language use, your sentences and their clarity. Um, and I think if you if you look at content that's been published in the last year or year and a half when these um, processes solidified, I think you can really see a jump in quality as a result of, of that review, because people are not just kind of falling into a rut and doing what they've always done. There's a constant improvement based on people learning from each other uh, and from the editorial team quite a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. Interesting. And uh, what is your favorite stage of a documentation project? And why? Why is it favorite?
0: Um, I want to say the publishing because then it's mm-hmm. out there and it's done and it feels amazing. Yeah, I very often enjoy the tech review because that's the moment where the engineer goes, "Oh my god, you misunderstood all of that," and you get to learn something new. Um, in that extreme case, you also get to do the whole thing again, which is maybe less fun, uh, but it's quite a, a learning experience, especially if you're new to a company and not particularly familiar with with the tooling and the content that you're actually covering. Um, that back and forth with the engineer can be eye-opening and very exciting and interesting.
1: <laughs> That's right. And um, it's always exciting to see how your documentation is being received, if it's a public one by all your customers, if it's a private one by your uh, signed users, right? Yeah. great you did mention that you have a great team of uh, people working under you so how do you report on your documentation and uh, who do you report to as a higher officials uh so my
0: line manager um, manages oh this is embarrassing i think six or seven line managers um i lost count um and I, I report to her, but in terms of the documentation, most of my conversations are actually with the TPMs or the engineers that I support. Um, my team supports quite a few engineering teams and um, reporting to all of them has to be as efficient as you can make it. Some of them really care about all the details and some of them just want a kind of higher level, please just tell me the documentation went out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually I just, um, I just started the Google project management course because I felt like there's things I can learn about that and how to report and how to coordinate effectively, uh, because I'm working with such a large engineering organization at this particular goal.
1: Very interesting. So, very good. Um, again, coming back to your vast uh, years of experience uh, in this area, uh, what is the most important innovation when it comes to document tracking, uh, in your opinion? I don't know if I'd call it
0: innovation uh, particularly, but uh, being able as a as a reader, as a user, to submit a bug report for individual pages Um, As a team lead, I find it massively useful. I go to the bug tracker and I can see not only the specific individual mistakes that people find, but also where is the trend. Because if you have an area of the docs that is receiving a lot of bugs, probably the whole area needs review and you don't need to start fixing those bugs one by one. You need to start from scratch. And for me, especially since I started in a kind of PDF, very slow world, Um, that ability to constantly get feedback from the users has been uh, Mm game-changing. Nice. (laughs)
1: Um, And again, uh, coming back to your documentation, is it uh, publicly available or is it something only assigned users can access? It's publicly available. Um, It's on the web, quite a few versions of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, you can get there from search engines or our website. Fantastic. And uh, do you know if uh, uh, your marketing team is currently generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge bases? I
0: don't know much about the marketing team. Um, I can tell you that of the traffic on our website, a vast majority arrives via the search engines, primarily Bing and Google. We have a few hundred users at any given moment. And um, a couple of hundred thousand a, a week, and most of those came for the search engines.
1: Great, good. Uh, that's solved with my general question, Sue. So, um, can we move on to the rapid fire round now? Of course, great. Who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? So, I'm trying to take you back about 15 audience <laughs> i don't have to go that far back
0: uh i, I would have a, a year ago would have told you oh my first line manager she was amazing and she taught me a lot mm-hmm. and that is true but my last few months at arm i actually got to be on a team with someone who just by sharing his writing with me just opened my eyes to different ways of looking at things and phrasing them um and different ways of interacting with the material. And I feel like the biggest shift in my work style in those 15 years
1: has probably been thanks to him. Okay. Can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Um,
0: The most recent one I looked at was the um, Google technical writing course, which I think is actually for engineers. Um, but I found it a useful resource for um, for technical writers at the beginning of their career as well, because there's nothing it says that isn't relevant to them as well. Um, and it's a good starting point, especially for someone who came in, maybe not even imagining that they're going to be doing this job, and so don't really have any grounding in it at all. So I quite enjoyed that one.
1: Great. What is that one piece of documentation-related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self?
0: I would say um, learn to manage your attention rather than your time or productivity. Um, I've, I really struggle with it, and I see a lot of, especially the younger writers struggle with the sense that they have to manage to do everything all at once. Mm -hmm. and they're scattered and they're they're moving from one thing to the next very, very quickly. Mm. Um, And I think the best thing you can do is learn to sit back and do one thing until it's done and then look at the next thing.
1: True. One thing at a time. Yeah. Very well said, Sue. So absolute, absolutely wonderful talking to you. Uh, and uh, it's amazing to see how your journey began and where you are right now and what's your um, aim for the next uh, six months or a year. Is there anything that I missed to ask you today that what you would like to add to our audiences? Oh, no. Thank you very much. Fantastic. So, once again, appreciate all your time this morning with us and uh, sharing your unique experiences and journey with us, Sue. And good luck with all your future engagements and uh, take care and stay safe. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Sue. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Based Ninjas Podcast please head to iTunes, rate and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.